You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGM Radio, episode number 330. I'm Jimmy Kamsky from PhillyVoice.com. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowden of Bleeding Green Nation. Training camp, practice, day two, in the books. We'll get to that shortly. But first, I need to know where I can find the finest meat snacks in the land. Well, Jimmy, it's a special time of year. Not just because Eagles training camp is back, but also because Righteous Felon Craft Jerky is offering 20% off your order. That's right. Instead of BGN 15, which it usually is, it's BGN 20 right now. So, I mean, now is the time to strike while the iron is hot, so to speak, and use discount code BGN 20 for 20% off. My mom actually just did that, Jimmy. Got some meat snacks for my dad. Um, and she said, just placed the order yesterday and being delivered already today. So, uh, if you live nearby, I feel like the process there, as we've talked about before, is quick. So, uh, you don't even have to wait too long. BGN20 uh, at com for 20% off your order. And wash down that Righteous Fountain. That's crab right. Turkey. Whoa. <laughs> the sound effect good, is really good. That was some good audio on that. Isn't that, that satisfying? Really, it was really me cracking a beer. and Jimmy's taking a sip right now. What flavor is that, Jimmy? Delicious. That's Lewd. So that's L-E-W-D. That is their... Um, their West Coast style pale ale, dry Who's hop. Who's West Coast strat- style pale ale? You didn't say the name. I, I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Hang in there with me, buddy. It's dry hopped with stra- strata and citrus hops, brewed wow. by fine folks at Wrong Crowd Brewery uh, in Westchester, PA. Uh, you can order online from them at wet. Uh, excuse me, Wrong Crowd Beer dot com. Again, they're in Westchester. Go stop in, check them out. You, uh, Brandon and I actually might be doing a live show there mm. at some point between now and the start of the season. Uh, it would most likely be sometime between final cuts and the week one opener. So uh, if you would like to meet us in person, go grab some beers. Then, uh, you know, just kind of keep an open mind for that week and a half or whatever that time frame is because uh, we may be doing a live show. So anyway, let's get to the notes. Why don't you kick us off, buddy? Jimmy, uh, interesting day. Very hot, as it usually is at Eagles training camp, but especially so. I mean, you know, we're pushing like 100 here. You and I were in the tent at the beginning of practice while the Eagles it were warming up. It was so up. hot. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, so certainly, uh, I feel a little bit disoriented, I feel like, from the heat. I can't imagine what the players are feeling like out there. It really made me feel especially sympathetic to them for any miscues. Um, and... Uh, I'll start it off really quick by Nick Sirianni, still very much on the team. He's, this is not a uh, relaxed, easy kind of start to camp by any means in terms of uh, 
a few minutes into practice, once again, Nick Sirianni was yelling at the team. And I believe it was during like a fumble drill uh, or, or, or really, I should say, a don't fumble drill that the team goes through. I mean, he stopped it to like basically like ream the team out. And uh, there's a clip of that on my Twitter at Brandon Gowton. Um, oh, I didn't that see video. that. Okay. I, I got to check that out. Yeah, yeah. So he's still bringing the juice. I think there's, I think part of that is like, I could be wrong here. I think part of that is guarding against complacency and, you know, this yeah. idea that they, they can just pick up where they left off from last year. I think he's kind of trying to overcompensate. Well, not overcompensate necessarily in a bad way, but I do think he is trying to have that in mind and like try to get on the guys and really push them and not just have this attitude that they can sit back and rest on their laurels. And uh, another thing that I wanted to point out in terms of how cause I was thinking about it more and how the first practice was sloppy like, does that mean a lot in terms of the team being bad or good this year? No, but it is a reminder that you have to start all over again. You don't just pick up from where you left off in terms of losing the Super Bowl uh, and then you get back that easily. You don't, uh, you know, other teams have made that mistake in the past, I feel like, in terms of like the Cowboys just thought they could, RJ Ochoa talks about this a lot, where they just always felt like they could just pick back up from Dez not catching the ball. Um, or like the Bills in the past where, oh, uh, they need to change overtime rules. There's these teams that get close, and I feel like, well, we were right there, so we, we're just, you know, all we have to do is pick back up. That's not how it works. You have to start all the way back, square one, and it's a long climb. So I think Sirianni is kind of continuing to try to hammer that message home. And he doesn't have a lot of practices to work with. We mentioned in the last episode they have nine regular training camp practices, then two joint practices with the Browns, one joint practice with the Colts. When normally – They'd have, you know, in at least in the area or maybe even more than like 20 uh, training camp practices in, in a normal offseason. So they don't like he's got to get them kind of uh, in the right place early on. So I can understand why he's kind of, uh, you know, cracking down on uh, on little mistakes. On day one, it was, you know, uh, pre-snap penalties that he that got him all fired up. And I think it was what fundamental issues more so in uh, today. In today's yeah. practice, is what I heard. I missed it. I, I didn't see. I didn't see. Like yeah, kind of you know maybe just like a lackadaisical kind of approach or like taking okay. things for granted. It's like no, like you know we have to be crisp now. We have to take this seriously, you know. And I and I yeah, I do think. That, and that's not how it was last year. I don't remember him being this like on fire from the jump. I think that's definitely right. a difference. All right. Um, my first note would be AJ Brown is still a good player. He can still he can still ball a little bit. Shocker. Uh first play of practice in eleven on elevens, Jalen Hurts launched a deep ball to him down the left sideline. AJ Brown's being covered by Josiah Scott mm. as the ball's coming down. AJ Bit Brown's of a mismatch can, there. <laughs> fends him off with his with his inside arm and uh made the play deep down the field. Just out muscled Josiah Scott and pretty easily uh, at that. And then you know, I guess I made a nice tra- uh, catch in traffic, um, which, you know, uh, on a slant route, which is of course, you know, one of his signature routes. And, um, you know, I think when you just look at what AJ Brown is as a player overall, uh, what we saw from him last season and, and going forward, you know, there's, there's guys in the NFL that can be deep threats. And then there's other guys that, you know, aren't deep threats, but are really good, you know, possession type receivers that can, that can move the chains. He's both, and, he, and he's really good uh, at both of those things. So you know he can he can produce big plays down the field, but he can also be a reliable guy that uh, can get open and can muscle uh, you know smaller defensive backs in the short to intermediate you know middle parts of the field, um, and and you know keep drives alive. So um, obviously the trade for him 
you know, during the 2022 draft uh, has panned out a little bit. Uh, and then some, you know, big move by Howie Roseman to bring him in and, and, and add a true, you know, number one type of receiver to pair with uh, Devontae Smith. And I mean, he's just, a, he's just an awesome player. And uh, if there, I don't think anyone was thinking that like there was going to be any kind of drop off for him, but uh, in case there were no worries, he's still, he can still play a little bit. He was wearing these really cool pink or like red shoes too. Yes. And he was like the only like player. Those. I think him and actually Devontae had some kind of greenish neon bluish kind of bright color too. I think those those are the only two guys not wearing like a typical black or white or whatever mm-hmm. Eagles green kind of shoe. So that stood out to me as well. But yeah, certainly AJ Brown is hard to cover. Kind of kind of a good player, I would say. Yeah. Um, my next thing, I'll give Marcus Mariota a little bit of redemption here. I don't think it was a perfect practice yeah, by him. Yep. He had a worm burner at one point, uh, which I was like, yeah. But uh, I think overall, um, certainly a lot more positives from day one where, uh, I mean, you could say it's a candidate for play of the day today where Mariota aired it out deep, which has been a concern with him. We've been wondering. I mean, he was like one of, I think, the, the least effective deep ball passers in the NFL last yeah. year. and hasn't really been a calling card for him probably ever since that he had that like nerve damage kind of going on and maybe even over the course of his career but he had a deep shot today to Greg Ward of all people who yeah if you didn't know Greg Ward is still on the roster he's still on the team and um I believe Josh Job got beat on that play so uh good job by Mariota Aaron it out and uh throwing a really nice ball there also thought he had a good completion over the middle to uh, Deion Kane also back uh, on a slant mm-hmm. Uh, he had a, a nifty little flip out to uh, who did I have that here? I don't uh, to uh, Trey Sermon. He was kind of scrambling and it was kind of like a creative throw. So I thought that kind of showed the, uh, you know, the value of his mobility sometimes trying to create uh, or the ability to kind of create uh, throwing windows and, and opportunities that other quarterbacks who are more stationary might not have. So not saying, you know, uh, you know, day one totally wiped away. Certainly, uh, you know, wonder about the ups and downs, but he's a backup quarterback for a reason. And I think this is the good side of Mariota. And uh, that's nice to see. Yeah, nice bounce back day from, from you know, frankly, a bad day on the first day of, the, of, of training camp. Um, you don't want to get smoked by Greg Ward down the field. <laughs> so, like, you know, maybe a little moment. There. I didn't see the early part of that play or, or, or that route. So I don't know if there was some double move or something that got Josh Job. But he got beat by a lot yeah. on that play by Greg Ward. He did redeem himself a little bit later in the practice. I disagree was, with that. I saw oh, really? that okay. as a breakup. I thought Hertz underthrew that ball, which is you're going to talk about here. And yeah, I mean that should have been. A, he was beat by Devontae. Hertz underthrew it. Yeah, and then uh, see, I thought he was still on him anyway. I mean, he had a chance to pick it though. I thought, and he didn't even get close. I thought he, that okay. should have been a pick. And. Yeah, I don't know. That was more about Hertz under throwing it to him than him making a good play, in my opinion. See, I thought he was still covered anyway. I, I agree that it was mm-hmm. an underthrow. I thought Hertz had a step, or I thought Devontae had a, a step and a better throw as a touchdown. Easy. Okay. Well, I mean, that's worth worth watching going forward if uh, if Josh Job is consistently giving up these deep plays down the field. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just a mental note, I guess, on that. Um, you know, one of the training camp battles uh, is for that slot receiver job between, you know, formerly held by Greg Ward, but now between Quez Watkins and Alamade, Alamade Zacchaeus. And I actually thought in the first practice, Quez Watkins got open a few times, but the ball just didn't come his way. But today we saw Alamade Zacchaeus make some plays. There was mm. one play where he caught the ball. 
I think he was coming across the middle and he he caught it on the what would be the you know the le- our right but the left side of the field mm-hmm. and um he actually played running back a little bit at Virginia in college and you can see that in his game like yeah. so I cut up all of his targets in uh 2022 and you can see a little bit of that in his game and his ability to run after the catch first of all what I like about him in running after the catch is he doesn't he never gives himself up so he doesn't go down on his own he doesn't run out of bounds he makes you tackle him mm-hmm. and he's not AJ Brown he's not Debo Samuel like he's not going to they break a ton of tackles, but I'll break a tackle here and there. Mm-hmm. And he's elusive in the open field. And I don't know who he made the move on uh, in the open field, but he he made he made a guy miss. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just looked good. He looked natural uh, running with the ball after the catch. And then on the very next day play, they went right back to him. Mariota did. Mariota threw off target on this one, way behind him. Yeah. And Alameda was able to reach back. Yep. Uh, and make the catch. He got tackled right away, but uh, you know, I thought he he did a nice job adjusting to a bad throw. And uh, again, last year, so it was really weird. Like if you look back at Zacchaeus's scouting reports when he was first coming out of college, some of them are like just brutal on him talking about how he can't catch mm-hmm. and how like his hands are a big issue. And he had no drops that I could see uh, during the 2022 season. So whatever he did in Atlanta. Since he's been in the league, he's really corrected uh, sort of his issues with hands. And uh, we saw him, you know, have good hands on on that one play with the the ball thrown behind him. Absolutely. Yeah, I also agree. Uh, I wrote OZ, his initials down here a couple times in my notes today. Definitely thought he had a good day. Quez Watkins had a catch, but I don't really, I'm not totally sure that was a catch. I think Jalen Hurts got sacked on that play. Um, Josh Sweat was like in the backfield and just stopped going after him, which is typically what defensive linemen do once they feel like they have a sack or at least pretty mm-hmm. close to getting one. So I don't, I don't know. I guess and I'm also not 100 percent sure if Quez was still in bounds. Um, I think you said he was in bounds. Some people did, but I saw some assistant coaches on the Eagle sideline differing with that, and offensive ones okay. too, not just defensive ones. I saw someone like, okay. or at least where the offensive coaches were standing. So I don't know if they. I don't know. Who knows? You know, it's training camp. Sometimes these things, you, you don't have really a clear idea. But uh, certainly, I would say, I, I know you're doing your little training camp uh, battle tracker. Mm-hmm. So you would give today to OZ over, yeah, yeah, over yeah, yeah. Quez. And I don't think Quez has been bad so far, but I just haven't really seen a ton out of him. And I like the the juice that Alamade has. Yeah, definitely agree with the vision, just like the vision of being able to diagnose the field and where he should run and how he should run. And then the ability to like cut which he basically did today at a nice little juke and cut back uh, against the defense. Yeah, that's there's something real to that. Like, that's a nice – there's some juice there. Uh, I like to see that as well. The throw to Watkins that uh, Brandon is referencing here, by the way, that was a great throw by Jalen Hurts. So, mm-hmm. like, again, the rep was probably over. So, you know, whatever. Like, But sometimes, even after a sack, they'll just continue to play anyway. And he was running to his right. And he fired on the run like mm-hmm. 30 yards down the field toward the side. Quez was coming from like the middle part of the field toward the sideline. He fired like this, it was, the ball like had juice on it while mm-hmm. on the run and it was right on target. So, again, I, I don't know whether Quez got his feet in or not. He probably should have if he didn't. Mm-hmm. But that throw is that throw is money for, from Jalen Hurts. Uh, Hertz, I thought overall was, you know, fine. Nothing mm-hmm. exception. I like the, the throw to AJ Brown to start 11 on 11 that you said that was really good. Nice touch on that one. I believe he did under, he did underthrow the deep ball to Devante that I thought could have been picked off by Josh Job. Um, mm-hmm. he had a really bad screen throw to Goddard at one point where, you know, it's like a regular screen. Goddard's open. Then he just overthrew him 
missed that one. Kind of a miscue there. Nothing too crazy outside of that uh, on him. You know, he's having, uh, I think, as expected camp. That's fair to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, he's, we're not. He's he's not the the focus of attention of extreme attention anyway. That he was, of course, last year when everyone was trying to figure out is this guy going to be, you know, the team's starter for the foreseeable future, or are they going to be, you know, once again trying to trade for some veteran or trying to, you know, land a guy in the draft? Um, Jordan Davis, hmm. active today. Yeah. Um, got into, got free and into the backfield on a number of different play, uh, pass plays, notably. Hmm. Um, because, you know, if he's only going to be a run stuffer in the NFL, then, <laughs> you know, the use of the 13th overall pick for him will not be justified. Uh, but I thought he did a nice job getting into the backfield today on a bunch of different plays. The, the one really impressive pass rush that he had, I think it was a push-pull move, and I couldn't see who he did it. It would have been either Steen, Toth, or Opeta, because it was the second team O-line. So it was one of those three interior guys. I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't see who it was. They were pretty far away on the field for 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 that particular rep. Uh, but it looked like a push pull move, and he got right into the backfield and kind of messed up that play. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of like brushed himself off, like it's kind of like a celebration. So he was feeling it a little bit. And um, yeah, he's a guy that is under the microscope this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he had. Let's be honest. Like his rookie season was a little bit of a disappointment. Defensive tackles don't normally come right out of the gate and dominate. And, you know, I don't think, um, um, I think he fell well short of that. Like mm. when he, when he, he was starting to, like his season was starting to come together. Yeah. I, I think hurt. he was on a good trajectory and then he got hurt and then they signed some guys. I think it kind of like got lost there, but I don't think it was like on a bad trajectory. I think it was right. on a good trajectory and then he got hurt and that kind of, he fell sideways after that. But also the guy that replaced him played better than him. And it was well. I mean, that's old, a that wasn't like know, very a very old. I mean, he's a veteran, you know, wily veteran at that. Sure. In, in Linval Joseph, I I don't know. Um, but yeah, certainly the the expectation is for him to be a lot more productive in 2023 mm-hmm. than he was in 2022. So yeah, I mean, there's some eyes on him, and there's the report from John Clark that yeah. he looked much better in his conditioning tests this mm-hmm. year than he did last year, which for me. Like, I think that's kind of more of like a negative report that it's a positive one. Like, yay, great. He's in shape this year. But that also kind of asks, begs the question, mm. why wasn't he in great shape last year? Well, I think it's it's different, though, because you're going through the draft process. There's a lot of different things going on. And I, and also, like, you, there's a reality check, maybe. Like, oh, you're in the NFL now, and this is what it takes. There's this extra gear that you have to hit. And yeah. maybe that it takes some time to kind of realize that. And maybe he was humbled between the injury and losing some playing time a little bit to the veterans there. And that kind of was like a reality check for him. I've never really been worried about him from a personality or work ethic standpoint. Um, I wanted the Eagles to draft him a lot. I think all that stuff seemed to be pretty good to me. I've talked about before. I feel like he could be a future leader actually in the locker room mm-hmm. because like, and he's well-spoken yep. and he seems like he's a smart guy. So um, I take, I do take that more as a positive. I know. Yeah. It's certainly not <laughs> what you want to hear in, in hindsight last year, but I do think maybe it was a, he realized. I think. I think he grew. Is that's how oh, I'm certainly credit credit him to be clear. Credit him for getting into good shape, mm-hmm. even if you know, even if a little late. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think that's a good note. Uh, I will stick with Georgia real quick and mention that Jalen Carter. I thought he continued to get some pressure. 
I saw a snap today or a rep today where I think he kind of basically like flushed Merrick, or, or forced Merrick, Marcus Mariota to step up in the pocket at one point. Might have been a mm-hmm. sack. You know, again, it's hard to tell when defensive linemen can't go all out, but he certainly was having some success. Continues to look good. He spoke after practice. He said he wants to be defensive rookie of the year. I mean, obviously, she should, but, you know, I think it's fine to say that. It's, it's a goal. The, yeah, yeah why it's, not? A good, it's a good mindset to have. He should. He should be striving for that. So, um, yeah, so far, so good with him. Nolan Smith continues to look active, I would say. Um, I didn't, like, I haven't been able to, I haven't specifically been watching him or, like, the, the trenches, so I don't have, like, a specific rep that stood out to me in terms of him getting after the oh, passer. Yeah, so oh, why don't you, why don't you give me that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he uh, he was in coverage on one play against Boston Scott, hmm. and I, I was like, oh, I wonder how this will go. And Boston Scott got zip, nothing, hmm. nothing in the way of separation. He co- Nolan Smith covered him with ease, and he's just such an impressive athlete. The one thing that I've kind of noticed in just whenever I've watched him rush the passer is just how quick – he transitions from rushing the passer to flowing somewhere else. Like when the ball comes out or uh, like if it's a screen or whatever, like his change of direction skills are incredible. And he was able to like just lock down Boston Scott. Not that Boston Scott is, you know, Marshall Falk out of the backfield as I mean, a, he as is when they play the Giants, like but, <laughs> but uh, he was, uh, he was impressive uh, in coverage and it'll be really interesting to see how they use him because he can do, a lot of that extra stuff. And, you know, I think there was some people that were wondering whether he could even play a little bit of off ball linebacker as opposed to the edge. I don't think the Eagles are going to, I don't think the Eagles are going to do that because you don't want to, I don't, if I'm the Eagles, I don't want to stunt his growth, just let him play on the edge. And that's where he's going to be most valuable over the long haul. So I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a like short term um, minor benefit over the long term you know sort of i guess what can be a great player out there um but yeah i mean he's been impressive so far just from just just watching him run around and the way that he that the way that he's able to move it's very very clear like you don't even have to know that his like his combine results Mm -hmm. were insanely good but you can also see it on the field clear as day that like this guy is an athlete on another level uh, I had a note on Nolan Smith where he was participating in that rookie development or young player development period towards the end of practice. And he actually lined up against Britton Covey at one point in the slot. And I thought yeah. that was pretty. Uh, so what happened on the play is that like he seemed like he tried to pass him off. But I don't know if there was a miscommunication there or something. He seemed to be talking to someone after that play. So I don't know if they were on the same page. But regardless of all the result, like I think it's pretty crazy to see like Nolan Smith like that, like lined up over Britton Covey. And I don't think mm-hmm. he'll be doing that all the time to your point about not really playing off ball linebacker, but I do think you can change things up and, you know, throw a wrinkle in there and do something creative like that and potentially have him rush from that spot as well. Real, you know, from a really wide angle. And there's a lot of different things you can do with that. So I think that kind of just speaks to more of his versatility and the, and the value he brings. Um, I have a couple more things that we can get to. I think prior to our uh, awards that we'll hand out here, one of them is I feel like Grant Calcaterra is getting a lot of first team work, right? I'm, I'm not just making that up. I feel like yeah, he's yeah, been I've, out I've there a lot. I've out there quite a bit. Well, yeah. that's like, I feel like that's noteworthy. You know, we thought like Jack Stoll would be ahead of him. And I feel like I've noticed a lot more Calcaterra with the first team and like getting some targets too, not totally just a, a non-factor out there. So 
uh, hasn't done anything super crazy in terms of like making an amazing catch, but mm-hmm. um, he's been active and he's with the first team. So that seems like a good development for him. Yeah. Speaking of the tight ends, um, uh, Jack still fumbled today, mm. got the ball peanut punched uh, out of his hands by uh, Justin Evans. Justin Evans has kind of like stood out to me a little bit too. Peanut, he peanut punched that out. Of course, peanut being Charles Tillman, uh, famous for just punching the ball out, Bears player for a long time. And he tried to do it to Calcaterra too, but Calcaterra was able to hang on. Mm. It was like he looked so good punching the ball out that I looked up his career <laughs> force fumbles. He has one. He has one career force fumble. I was expecting to see a bigger number than that. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked what I saw with Justin Evans today. Uh, a little bit of a funny note, I guess, real quick, is my last thing that I have here as I scroll through, is that the Eagles practiced a, or were going to practice a two-point conversion scenario to win the game. Like, that was the <laughs> practice setting. Yeah, So yeah, And yeah. it was the first-team offense, I believe, versus the first-team defense. And it was actually on the end of the field, right near where, where we were, where most of practice was kind of on the opposite end and harder to see. So it's like, all right, we're going to get to see some good action live and up close and then Patrick Johnson jumps off sides, and then, and then they just get off the field. Like, yeah, that's and they it. just didn't run a play like, anyway. What? What's the point of that? <laughs> um, I don't. That was kind of funny to me. Patrick Johnson, by the way, did have a sack earlier coming off Two. the edge. Or, Two, I think. Okay, I didn't see the one of those, but I saw definitely one of them. So another guy who I think he's like almost a lock to make the roster, like quietly. Um, guy who's played special teams gives them more depth. Speaking of defensive end and edge rushers, we should probably mention here because we didn't earlier that uh, Derek Barnett got a took mm-hmm. a pay cut basically do you think that how, how does how do you think that impacts his chances of making the team yeah so it was originally reported uh by field yates of espn that he like his overall money went down mm-hmm. but his guarantees went up right so uh per a source mm. that report was slightly off wow um Field, I love Field, field Jimmy Yates. Jimmy said guy. Field Yates is a liar. <laughs> field Yates is my guy, to be very clear. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so his guarantee stayed the same. He was already mm. guaranteed $3.5 million. That stayed the same. Uh, but his, his uh, just his salary mm-hmm. came down. Mm. Uh, and that was it. So he just took a little minor pay cut. Um, but originally, when I thought his guarantees went up, I thought that was a sign that you know, he's going to make the team. Mm-hmm. But now, um, you know, probably just basically the same chances that he had mm. before. Could it make it more tradable? Uh, maybe. Um, I feel like he's like I, not. I I know I'm not. I'm not trying to be Derek Barnett stand here. But if you look at like what edge rushers get paid in the NFL, and you look at what Derek Barnett's career has been, and if you're a team out there and you need some kind of edge rushing help, it's like probably not the worst value you could get in terms of the money and everything. And I'm guessing yeah. you wouldn't have to give up a ton. Like, I think it would be a worthwhile move for a team out there, especially a team that's like, I don't know, like trying to maybe find a diamond in the rough. Uh, isn't necessarily trying to like go all in the win right now, but is like right. looking for some a guy who might be able to be more valuable potentially um, than he is currently. Like un- try to find a, you know, a, to unearth a gem, if you will, a diamond in the rough. And he's known here for reasons that don't show up in like stat sheets or whatever, like the dumb yes. plays, <laughs> you know, like jumping off sides or the the he dumb needs a like, fresh start, personal I feel fouls. Like. He could use a change of scenery. So I could absolutely see them trading him for, I, I don't know that you're going to get a good pick for him. Like I mean, you're going to maybe get like a late day three like pick for him. Fifth and a seventh for Rager, if they can do that for him, <laughs> can they get like... <laughs> 
Yeah, like just not like a, a bad point. A, a four or five for Barnett. And then, or you could trade him for a player or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a candidate to be, I don't think that, so it's more likely, I think, that the Eagles will have an incoming player, mm. specifically a linebacker. And I think we mentioned on the last pod, you know, they have 10 picks in the 2024 draft. Um, if you include anyway, their, their projected compensatory picks. Um, so I think there's more likely they trade for a player as opposed, as opposed to a player being outgoing. Mm-hmm. But again, how he makes a ton of training camp trades, 17, uh, since he came back into power as the Eagles GM in 2016. So, yeah, I mean, uh, there's going to be one right around the corner at some point, <laughs> like as, as there always is during training camp. And uh, he, to me, is the most likely outgoing player if they were to make a trade. And, and like you said, like there's plenty of teams out there that, you know, can be desperate at certain positions. And oftentimes edge rusher is that for a lot of teams. And the Eagles are loaded at edge rusher, obviously with Raddick Sweat, Graham, Nolan Smith. If you want to throw like Janarius Robinson in there, I think he's kind of uh, shown a, a little bit so far in these first couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Johnson. I mean that Patrick Johnson's another one um, who was probably going to make the team. So they have a lot of, they have a lot of bodies there and a lot of like really good players, obviously there. So, yeah, I mean, he's certainly an expendable guy. Yeah. Uh, why don't we take a break here, Jimmy, and we'll get into some more discussion that we did not already get to, potentially, in our award system. So let's take a break, and we will be back after these words or this. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L. V-A-N-29.com. Back here on BGN Radio, it is time, Jimmy, for the Kristen Roach of Roachrelators and Roachrelators.com <laughs> daily awards that we do from training camp. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Kristen Roach of Roachrelators here? Yeah, she was voted on by God as the best realtor in the history of the universe, so she's doing something right. But you can reach out to her at 856 856- Nine zero six nine two nine five again eight five six nine zero six nine two nine five. Call or text her at that number if you are looking to buy or sell your home. All right, my MVP will come after you say your MVP. Who who is your MVP today? <laughs> yeah, uh, I went with a uh, star player, sort of, maybe, mm. maybe, maybe budding star player uh, in our first round in mm. Dallas Goddard. Yep. And I'm going to go definite star player this time around before we kind of get into the nitty gritty of camp uh, in A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown sure. is, my, is my star player in this practice. I considered him. Uh, it was not easy. It's the, the first 
couple days here, especially the MVP, has not been super easy. No one's like dominated a practice yet, and I'm sure that'll that'll happen. But for early on, uh, had to think about it. Same thing with the LVP a little bit. I have a couple yeah. of contenders for that, but my MVP is I'm gonna go with DeAndre Swift. Uh, okay. Yeah, we didn't mention of, him during during our little roundup there, but he made a lot of catches. Today. Yeah, I don't think he any he did anything that was like so insanely awesome, but he just caught a lot of passes. And yeah. one of those was when I thought Jalen Hurts threw the ball a little bit high. Hurts was getting pressured, and Swift was showed the ability to you know uh, be smooth and jump up and get the ball. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, again, not like this. Oh wow, ten out of ten difficulty play, but it wasn't a routine play for, especially for any kind of back who might not be good. Like, does Miles Sanders make that play? I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, possibly. But DeAndre Swift seems to be pretty proficient catching the ball. I don't know if I've seen him drop the ball when there hasn't been like a defender also kind of like deflecting it outside of that. That happened on day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, good hands. Looks natural catching the ball. This is really a setting where he should shine because it's it's practice and um, it's a passing camp in some ways. Yeah. So I'm not like shocked he's shining in this setting, but uh, he made a number of catches and I think you have to give him credit for that. So I'll go with DeAndre Swift. It's pretty easy to see that he's going to be a factor in the screen game if they can get that going. Uh, by the way, I'll note too, like um, certainly Rashad Penny is not going to be a featured target in the passing game but he made a nice play uh yeah, he catching did. a ball too he had his back turned to a defense the defender was kind of to his to the inside of him like on the field but behind him like P- penny had his back to him and he turned he felt where the defender was and turned as he was catching the ball to the outside which put him in a you know better position to try to get yards after the catch it just looked really smooth mm-hmm. doing like he's got a very low number of catches over his you know professional career and I think in college for that matter too so it just hasn't caught a lot of passes but showed some ability to actually do it there and kind of looked smooth and savvy in doing it today I agree with that who is your LVP uh I'm gonna pick on poor Josiah Scott uh, <laughs> yeah I, I, I was considering Josh him as Joe one of my two. Oh, okay yeah but uh yeah Josiah Scott is my guy today just um and, and you know I mean he gave up a deep ball to AJ Brown. AJ Brown out muscled mm-hmm. him. You know, a lot of cornerbacks can also make that claim. So I don't kill him too much for that play, but he was just kind of, he gave up a lot of receptions today. Yeah. And uh, he just like uh, in my notes, it was over and over again, like 33 in, in coverage, yep. <laughs> you know? So, so uh, yeah, he, he's uh, he was, he was a target anytime he had to play. He was a target of opposing uh, quarterbacks very consistently any anytime he had to play they opposing teams like offense were putting their best player in the slot purposely to get matchups against him and they exploited him so they're lucky that you know he didn't cost them a game last year and i think he's kind of on the outside looking in so far this year particularly with uh zach mcpherson getting slot reps so uh yeah bad bad day for him and 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 i think his roster spots in trouble and the eagles just being so deep i would say at cornerback here uh, you know, they have seven they could conceivably keep if you like Greedy Williams, if not six. Or, you know, we'll see Job versus mm-hmm. Greedy if that becomes a thing. I have, I had Josiah Scott or another player written down. I was between two, <laughs> so I wanted you to go first. I don't want to double ding Josiah Scott, although I think I could reasonably if I really wanted to. But for the same kind of reasoning that you just said, 
I have written down this player's name only like allow to catch, allow to catch, allow to catch Nicholas Morrow. Uh, in fairness to him, Dallas Goddard is really tough to cover. Yeah. Still, I feel like anytime I've noticed Nicholas Morrow in 41, it's been when he's given up a catch. So for the same kind of <laughs> logic there, I have to say I've really not been impressed with him thus far. And I think I combine this in with my Christian Ellen, sorry, not Christian Ellen, Christian Ellis, uh, standum. And, uh, you know, did he get any first team reps today, Christian Ellis? I don't know I if he did. Like, no, right. Maybe not, but still, uh, I didn't, I, he should be because I don't think Nicholas Morrow was super impressive here. Um, by the way, as I will continue to say every day until a play happens by N'Kobe Dean, still haven't really seen any kind of flash at N'Kobe Dean, yeah. still waiting for the flash to happen. That's fair. Uh, I will continue to just note that quietly every day until I see it happen. That would be nice to see. In the meantime, yeah, Nicholas Morrow, not really impressing me, so I'm going to give him an LVP point. Yeah, he's a good coverage player, too, or at least that's sort of what his he could hang his hat on a little earlier in his career. Um, and he's a converted safety to linebacker. So, I mean, we've actually seen converted safeties to linebackers with the Eagles that just couldn't cover anyone. Nate Gary. <laughs> like Nate Gary, <laughs> like uh, Davion Taylor to a lesser degree. Hmm. Uh, there are others, but... Um, yeah, he's, he's, that's sort of his, that's sort of the best part of his game. Mm. Uh, and I agree. Like he has given up a bunch. I think Dallas Goddard is primed for a big, big year. I agree. It's not he's like, a, yeah, a great player. Like it's, a legit it's tough, great but player. still yeah. like, you know, I just kind of tough to me when I, Oh, another catch. Who is that? Oh, it's Nicholas Morrow. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, play of the day is, you know, what I already mentioned is first play of the first play of the day, the deep ball to AJ yeah. Brown, not a lot to choose from really. So that's kind of the obvious one. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that yours too? I don't want to double up on that for the point yeah. system. I'm gonna, I'll give it to Mary. I, I had that written down. Oh, yes. Mariota to Ward. Is but I'll do Mariota to, to Greg Ward. Because again, yeah, I think that was, again, it's not just like, oh, it's a good play. Like that's meaningful. And as specifically, it relates to the deep ball. Like we've talked about with Mariota. Yeah. We've wondered about his ability to push the ball down the field. There's still questions about that, certainly in real game action too. But to be able to do it in practice is like, it oh, okay. That's, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's a nice that's a nice sign. That's like, okay. That's kind of proving the uh, the book on you wrong a little bit. So we'll give him credit. I'll give him credit for that there. And also, you know, credit to Greg Ward. I mean, he's still like sticking mm-hmm, around. Sure. He's working hard. Um, you know, very much a forgotten player. I mean, he was with the Eagles in t- 2017. <laughs> I think he was a rookie, back, undrafted rookie. Yeah, in that case, yeah, he was like, on the practice squad. But yeah, but that's he was crazy. On, though. He was on that roster. Like yeah. he's here all these years later. He's still grinding. So credit to Greg Ward too. He's really you know he's doing his best. He's battling. So. Respect to him for uh, going out there and, and making the most of his situation. Uh, all right. Any final thoughts for you, Jimmy? Yeah, I always forget to work. Oh, yeah. Actually, I have a great final thought. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you remember, we brought uh, Kristen Roach of Roach Rollers and I brought in a uh, kitten yes. years ago. And we found somebody to take him in. And he, a, the cat's name, we, cat's name was AJ. So AJ yes. the cat, AJ Found Brown. a good owner for him. Uh, AJ the cat has since has since moved on to Miami with his uh, his new human. Anyway, we just brought in another cat, kitten today. His mother evidently abandoned. It's Kristen Roach's, uh, basically her 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 and her mom's assistant found a cat. Mm. That, you know, baby you know, kittens in, in her backyard. Uh, one of them was abandoned by, by the mother. So she scooped this cat up. We named him Ron Jr. After my, uh, 
my brother-in-law, who is mm-hmm. a big fan of Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. <laughs> yes. But anyway, we have a new, we have a new uh, addition in the home for a little bit. Wow. Ron Jr. And uh, at some point, we're going to be looking for someone to take him mm. in. We're not going to do it the same way we did it the last time because evidently, like, shelters do not like when people do that. They want to be able to do, like, a little bit of a background check on people sure. before they – Yeah, you can just give uh, it give to it a complete stranger with no context. Yeah, I mean, we sort of vetted people to, you know, the limited ability that we had. And we mm-hmm. we were, we found a good home for that last you know, right. kitten, AJ. Uh, but, yeah, I think this time around we'll probably uh, give it to a shelter. But then we'll also – I'll put out on Twitter or something like that, uh, that, you know, you can adopt mm-hmm. Ron Jr. here or there or wherever. But if you're interested in little Ron Jr., reach out to me and uh, let me know. And I will make sure that you are at the top of the list uh, to get it from the shelter uh, at the appropriate time. My final thought, which is, first of all, good job by you, Jimmy. Uh, my final thought is that the Kelly green jerseys are finally coming on oh, yeah. uh-huh. Monday after, I mean, Eagles have been doing a lot of teasing <laughs> of these things and yeah. I expect them to look good, but they better look good. If they're going to do all this, like talking it up because a lot of other teams have not done that with their alternates. They kind of just release them. If you're really going to tease them this much, they better be like flawless. They better be a plus 10 out of 10 material here. So uh, interested to see those, not only the jerseys, of course, but the actual, the helmets, uh, as well to pair with them, mm-hmm. which will be our first look at them. So intrigued by that. And also when those games will be this year, I'm sure they'll, I'm guessing they will announce that as well in conjunction with the actual Jersey slash helmet reveal. Uh, so there's that I'm looking through bleeding and seeing if we missed anything. I don't think so. It's, it's been a relatively uneventful camp for the first couple of days. And that's not a critique. It's a testament yeah, I mean, to there how... are so many teams that have drama going on. Yeah. And there's been none of that here so far. And it's not really the best for us as content creators. <laughs> right. Like, you know, that doesn't right. really matter, of course. In the eyes I mean, of it doesn't fans. matter. Everyone's going to follow the yeah. team anyway. I'm know? not complaining, to be clear. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. in theory, it's better if there's more interesting subplots and things to follow. But yeah. I think it's good for the health of the Eagles and their sure. chances of winning that there isn't really much going on. I mean, Darius Slay was asked today about Matt Patricia. Uh, that was the first time I think he's talked. <laughs> Give a very mature answer. It's like, you jerk. Say something mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, we talked it over. We respect each other and I'm cool with them hiring him. So, yeah, even, you know, when <laughs> even when you had something there that had, was like ripe for squashed. Yeah, just no, nothing <laughs> there. So, yeah, credit to the Eagles for kind of having their stuff together, at least so yeah. far. And certainly, you know, as camp goes on, as the season goes on, those things can always change and they can change quickly. But for now, uh, everything seems to be the vibes are good. And I think there's some of that at some level that is a testament to both Sirianni and you know Jalen Hurts the leaders on the team Howie Roseman Mm -hmm. I guess you can say Jeffrey Lurie as well there's everyone deserves some kind of level of credit for positive vibes being around this team so uh you know congrats to them for that and we'll see if they can keep it rolling here uh moving forward the Eagles are off players day off I believe right on Saturday July 29th yes they return to action on the 30th so we will be back with you then break down the Eagles third training camp practice uh, yeah and it'll be fun all right Jimmy why don't we tell the people once more about our sonsors why don't Your you do wrong it? crowd beer.com name them all you can, 
is where you can order them all. You can order Lude, which I've been drinking throughout the podcast here, uh, Ride and Birdie. Uh, what was the other one? What did I have in the last podcast? Some Scrubs is on there. I don't know if Some you've had Scrubs. that one. Yeah, I just There's had gonna that be one the Quarterback recently. Factory coming yep. out soon. Uh, and again, we might be doing a live show there in uh, in a few weeks. We'll see. And uh, also, so make that. if you're going to drink, make sure you're 21 plus. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, we should probably mention that too. Uh, yeah, don't go ordering it online if you're not 21, please. But you can order it online at wrongcrowdbeer.com. And then, of course, if you want to pair the beer with, uh, the, Ooh, with delicious yeah. meat snacks, you can do so with Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. Use, yeah. Use a coupon code BGN20. 20. For 20% off. 20% savings. off is a deal, brother. It's a repeat code, too. It's not like one time. So if you really like it, get it and use that code. You can do it again. You can use BGN20 again. And then while you're kicking back with some <laughs> Righteous Felon Craft Jerky and a little beer, go look at some houses, man. <laughs> <laughs> Give Kristen Roach a call. Say, mm. yeah, I want to go see uh, 10 uh, Main Street. Mm. And uh, let's go check it out. Let's buy this house while we uh, have That's our right. Craft Jerky and our beer. I mean, I feel like Kristen Roach would uh, would not turn down chance to uh, to do that, right? I mean, to, to watch Have you. some beer and jerky yeah, and yeah. Uh, show some houses. Yeah, yeah, she's always up for that. So yeah, eight five six nine zero six nine two nine five. If you're interested in doing that, all right, all right. This has been PGN Radio three thirty, and we will be back with you on Sunday. As I said before, again, this has been Brandon Lee Gowton. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, all that good stuff at Brandon Gowton, Jimmy Kemsky, same thing, uh, same platforms, but his name at Jimmy Kemsky. Check out my work at bleedingyournation.com, Jimmy Kemsky's work at phillyvoice.com, and we will talk to you all next time. Goodbye, everybody. P-G-N. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on Home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.